What's going down, hip-hop world? This is the one and only Hip Hop Spot podcast, where we interview inspiring entrepreneurs within hip hop and outside of hip hop entertainment. And me, I'm your host, Brown96, all the way from Salinas, California, broadcasting to every motherfucker in the nation. Yo, this is the one and only Hip Hop Spot podcast. All right, all you hip hop heads out there in the hip hop world, yo, we back to the show. This is Brown, your host of the Hip Hop Spot. And yo, we got a special guest today. We got Anthony Alvarado, aka Rare Breed. He is an artist manager for AK 47 Boys. Dope, dope motherfucking uh, artist manager. You know what I mean? We got him here on the line. What's up, Anthony? Hey, what's up, bro? How's it going, man? How's it going, man? Everybody out there, this is on Tweezy, AK-47, boys. You know, we out here. We just get this popping, man. Yeah, so, man, uh, first of all, first of all, I would like to uh, have you, you know, tell the audience a little about, you know, your upbringing and where you arose from, like, you know, in the 805, right? Hell yeah, the 805 right there, Central Coast. Central Coast, all right, man. Just, just tell us a little bit about what got you in the game, you know, what pushed you away from the bullshit of the streets and into, you know, something more positive. Hell yeah. Well, you know, I go by on Tweezy. My name's Anthony, you know, uh, rare breed. And uh, I come from the city of Santa Barbara, you know, right in the 805. It's not really too well known, but, you know, it's getting a little bit out there. And, um, you know, basically just a little bit about myself, you know, uh, I'm a I'm a promoter. I'm a road manager for the AK-47 boys. And honestly, what really got me started it started maybe about back back in 2010, where like I kind of had like this crazy idea, like not really too crazy because I, I wanted to do something for my birthday. Like my birthday was coming up, man. You feel me? It's like I wanted to have like that next level uh, birthday bash, you know, whatever it was. So I'm not gonna lie, I was kind of watching MTV, you know, like the Sweet Sixteens and all that. And I'm like, yo, that's cool. Like they got Bone Thugs that go for phone. Like they got you know Fat Joe so and so go for phone. Like that's dope. All right, cool. I'm gonna do something like that then. And like I and like I have a lot of friends from Santa Barbara. Like like you know like I know a lot of people and like in the surrounding area. So I kind of knew like all right, cool. I know people come. You know, it's my birthday. Let's do this. So it came down to where um, Lil G. I started like you know listening to him a friend of mine her name is gabby uh she introduced me to his music and um and then from there she's oh you want to go to meet and greet i'm like yeah for sure let's go let's do this so you know met up with g man he was a very humble dude at the very start you know from the beginning till now and like you know that's kind of where it just fell into place where i was like hey bro like you know i want to bring you out to santa barbara i think it'll be great for you like you you, you getting out to you starting trying to start something myself you know like trying to get my name out there as a promoter and try to see where this thing leads so you know long story short uh i hit the streets with 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 the homies and whatever so we could spread his music and you know and then from there we just started selling tickets we started getting his name out there more in 805 because 805 it's it's kind of like i won't say it's too secluded but like you know it's kind of like like a little hole whole of a gold mine that's in cali like because you got los angeles that's very popping with a lot of artists you got the bay area that's very popping so it's like and santa bar is not really too known for hip-hop so when it came to Lil g um like it, it was it was honestly like a banger from the start so from there you know that show developed it was a great one it was my first successful one you know we had about 220 people there's just like back in 2012 you know when he first started coming out and then from there it just kind of rose i started uh kind of reaching out to or or actually 
um, promoters start reaching out to me. Um, other, you know, organizations start hitting up me. Like, uh, shout out to the to the Cipher Effect. They were one of the first uh, underground organizations uh, from the hip hop scene that reached out to me. And I start, and then from there, you know, I did some shows with them. And then I started working more with like Baby Bash, RJ. I did some shows with uh, Migos. Helped out with uh, another um, pr- promoter promoting. Uh, organization and then you know I just started like you know picking up a little bit more but me and Lil G though in between all the times because I, I was an independent promoter for probably approximately like seven years eight years almost from 2011 till now and me and G we had always uh, kept in contact we always did business I probably brought him back to the 805 probably like uh, every single year since then and you know since then like we had um, his fan base was growing as well as what I was trying to do, I hear. So from there, we started reaching bigger venues, more audience. And then we started really like going from Santa Barbara to Ventura County and doing shows there. And from there, um, you know, six six years down the road comes Lil G's album release party for Lost of Smoke 2, where, where he had at the Nokia Theater. And he, he you know, he reached out to me and said, hey, bro, like, you know, uh, can we? Can you help me out with the show? Like promo it on your end. And have your people, you know, sell tickets or you know, you sell tickets, and boom and a bang. So we did just that, and man, that was probably like one of the biggest shows that I helped them out with. That that got put together. I sold 982 tickets personally myself, just driving up and down Cali. I even had to mail some out to different states. But um, you know, that's pretty much like. That's pretty much the whole promoting thing from there. And then from there, you know, I got the position with AK-47 Boys as the road manager. So that's pretty much where we're at right now, man. Yeah, no doubt, man. I mean, it's for sure how people say that when you help someone, the same motherfucking help comes back to, back to you three times more effective yeah. than how you put it out. You know what I mean? So that's no doubt, man. Much love for that. But uh, now let's get a little more deeper into uh, where your mindset was when you were grinding on, you know, before you met G, when you were on the grind, you know what I mean, like promoting for other artists or whatnot, what mindset were you on when when you were going through that grind? Honestly, like when it, when it started, basically my mindset was, the way I go about it is like, I'll, I'll figure something out, you know, like, I'll picture it in my head and, like, you know, as far as it came with going to shows and event coordinating and then from there, like, it just kind of started, like, going with the flow and I started picking up as a win, like, I'm like, all right, cool. Like, this is going like this. I feel like it can go to this direction. So I always, I would envision something, you know, like, and, like, and from there, I was just like, all right, cool. I got to keep going this direction. I got to make it to this point. And like my mindset goals at that time was basically like, I want to, I want to, I want to take over, you know, I want to do shows like popping out shows in different cities. Like I didn't always think locally. Like I always had in my mindset that there was always so much more out there than what, than what there is, you know, where, where I started. Like I always knew I wanted to venture out. I wanted to branch out and get my name out there more. So, like, from there, I just started, like, you know, making a lot more connections. My mindset was just, like, at the time, man, let's just make these connections, let's network, let's build, let's build a platform that we can go off and see where it goes. Yeah. So, yeah, man, it's pretty much, like, the way I see it. So, like, yeah. All right, for sure, man. Now, 
with, with your people, with your homies, like, I mean, for sure, they were backing you up because they were homies. But I'm saying, like, for people that you brought on, you know what I mean, like, with your with your hustle or whatnot, how did you convince them that that your grind was, like, the shit? And I mean, I mean, how do... How would you tell someone coming up as a as an artist manager or promoter, you know what I mean? This is the way you you convince people so that way they're not thinking that you're bullshitting or whatnot. You know what I mean? Like when you say that you were driving up and down through Cali making all these sales and shit, like how did you convince those people to to sell your product, you know what I mean? And not not be like the people be like, nah, he's he's bullshitting or whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean honestly, bro, like the the way that I the way that I do approach people, like when they do, hold on one second. Uh, they also selling in temple. Um, so you know the way that I do approach some people when they do ask me, like, hey man, because I do get constant questions, you know, like especially from like upcoming promoters, some artists that want to you know get themselves out there well. So you know, and I I also tell them like, look, bro, honestly, like like if you have a gift right now, like you have gifts, you gotta like move it. If you know how to move it, then you know you can market yourself, you know, and and once you know how to market yourself, you gotta know exactly where to go where to branch out where to keep those connections at and where to keep going with them and and keep that happy so that you can you consistently grow and grow and grow and so that's basically what i was doing a lot was that you know so many people i would come across i just kept the connection kind of like a root you know just kept it like stronger kept it you know feeding it and feeding it and then like from there like the grind just started bigger like you know whatever it was events you know like a lot you know, I would explain to him, like, look, man, like, this is what I had to do to get it to to this, you know? Like, this is how I had to uh, convince the horse to drink water out of the lake right here. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, it's like, yeah. And, like, they, and, like, I do it in a way where it's like I paint a picture for them. And, you know, and I let them know, like, yo, bro, like, this is how it is. This is how you got to do it. And, and they, I don't know, like, they catch on to it. And then from there, you know, they, they see it, you know, and, uh. All right. So now, so you're the artist manager for all of the AK-47 boys, right? Like, EMC, uh, drummer, Angie? I road manage for uh, King OG and EMC. Yes, uh, drummer occasionally. Um, and, and also Angel Acosta, too, as well. Angel Acosta, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Uncle. He's actually going to have his first headlining show tonight. We're on our way to Anaheim right there at Classical. But, um, yeah, yeah. So, our role match for the guys, you know, I also do event coordinating, you know, as putting together the shows. Um, as, you know, as far as EMC, we just did Long Live J Rock's tour, and that yeah. was uh, all event coordinating for me. I booked the venues, I selected the cities, you know, we set up the whole ticketing thing. So, so yeah, man. You know, like I, I, I put in. You know. Yep. All right. Now, as for um the shows that I mean, uh, you know, what I mean, like for the artists themselves, what kind of uh you know progress do you think it takes for an artist to like be noticed by a promoter when they're up and coming? You know, what I mean, what are the the key things that you see as a person interested in in like having or managing an artist? Honestly, it's kind of hard to say nowadays because just because um, there's, I'm not going to say a lot of, I mean, there's some promoters, bro, that nowadays they go based off what your social media looks like, what your numbers look like, what your followers look like, you know, who's feeling you and all that, you know, and 
and like people just put a price when they see that shit. So I can't really like see much, you know, for the for them to try to get noticed by those promoters. But promoters such as you know, you know, someone myself, because like the way I see it, bro, I see it as if you got a pool, you got you got music that's tasteful. If you're on stage, do you have that stage presence? Do you have control of the crowd? Like when you do, like you know, like are you know, are is everything on point? You know, like like just like those outlooks of like how you present yourself as an artist, as a performer, as a you know, selling tickets for your slot. You know, whatever it is, like however you present yourself, like that's the way. Like you know, you'll get a lot of you'll get attention from promoters that are looking for that same hunger and same ambition as they would want someone to do so to have a successful show. So that's, that's something that I think artists should, you know, pay more attention to. Um, um, you know, and I've, I've seen a lot of artists that, that do, man, and do, they do such a great job too as well. And, and I've given, you know, some points to some local artists in my, in, in the, in the, in the 805 where like, you know, they'll ask me, cause I, cause I put a lot, I put a lot of artists in the 805, you know, on, on the shows that have like tours, whatever it is. And, uh, you know, especially if it's, especially if it's the first show, I give performers a shot at their first show if they could really show me that they want it, you know, if they really want to sell these tickets, like, yo, bro, like, you really want to do this, like, you got that pool? All right, I'm sure you can sell these tickets. Yeah, let's get it. And then, you know, they have their performance, you know, they ask you, yo, what do you think? What do you think? I, I get, gives them some pointers of, you know, whatever knowledge it is. I have. I'm not a rapper. I'm not an artist or anything, but I'm around it, like, on a constant daily. I'm in a studio. I'm at everywhere. So it's like, I pick up game on it, too. And it's not, you know, you know, G always, you know, coaches, too, as well. So, like, we're always picking up. But, you know, in that case, I think that's, like, the way artists should, you know, carry themselves. And, uh, you know, and you know, obviously, yeah, man, like, make sure your marketing is on game two, and you'll definitely pick up a lot of great shows from a lot of great successful promoters. Yeah, man, I mean, I'm sure, you know what I mean, like, that outside of a, you know what I mean, like, a person looking out instead of that person looking in, like, you know what I mean, like, that that, that viewpoint is, is very important because, like, you know what I mean, artists, like, an artist to an artist, giving them pointers or whatever is one thing, but... A manager, an artist manager, you know what I mean, that sees the whole picture, that's important, you know what I mean? That vective is important too, you know what I mean? Yeah. Hell yeah, I told you, man. Yeah. Now, do you roll with uh the group with like G and all them when they go do like the shows like in tour? Oh yeah. Yeah. Um I I, yeah, I do. I do uh, participate in all the shows that they do end up going to. I mean, if it's on tour. I'm on tour with them. I've been on tour with them for the past three years, the past three U.S. Uh, US tours that we have done, which involve, you know, 48 to 49 states. Okay. And, uh, and uh, you know, the local shows too as well. I'll go um, meet and greets, studios, you know, wherever it is that the work is at, that, that we got to be at and be presentable as a squad, I'm there. Now, what is one story of a crazy moment that you can tell us? Crazy moment. Um, like with some chicks or whatever. I know chicks get crazy for G. <laughs> man, I mean, how explicit can I get on here? I mean, you can say whatever I, the fuck you feel like. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, look, there, there was a time where we were on EMC's tour, and uh, we were, I believe, in Long Beach. And, uh, you know, I had, I had got the team on stage and everything. G was actually a special guest on there, so that was cool. And uh, so, like, there was, like, these two chicks, man, and, like, 
and, and people are gonna say like it's a little similar to MCs, but it's just funny, man, because this is the shit that happened. Like these two girls like literally grabbed on my dick while I was on stage, like you know, like trying to like you know make sure make sure the crowd control was cool. You know what I mean? Make sure no one's coming. To, I was kind of being like security that day, and like this girl just grabbed up on my dick. She like, oh girl, like it was just wild, <laughs> man. Like I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like this doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, then other than that, um. Like no groupies, I mean, nothing like that. Huh? Like groupies or something like that. Yeah, fuck, man. Yeah, I mean, you know, on the road and everything. I I gotta be honest, man. Like I gotta I gotta really be honest here, man. Like on the road with with you know with what we're doing and everything. There's not too many groupies, man. Like it's mostly is a lot of work because we are constantly like meeting up with a lot of artists and everything. But you know, I know, but. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. But when we do have the groupies, though, it's it's a fun time, man. It's a fun time. I can tell you. Hey, shout out to Texas. Everything's <laughs> Texas. Texas. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Now, what kind of strategy can you tell um, the audience, like, of uh, that you notice, like a great a great promoting tactic to promote, like, in, like besides social media, to promote for an artist, to promote for a show. What kind of a uh, you know, I mean, great tactic would you say? Well, you know, the game is to be sold, not told. But, and you know, with that being said, you know, honestly, bro, like, great strategies. I mean, what can I say? You know, like, to, to get, like, an artist out there, um, you, you got to really talk to a lot of people. You got to network. You got uh, you got to, you know what? Like, one cool thing that I did see an upcoming artist do, and uh, from his experience, bro, is that he started going to hip-hop shows. Whether he was performing or not, he would go and network with the promoter who put it together, the local artist, you know, whoever it was that was there at those shows. And uh, he would go to, like, constantly, like, meet and greets or, like, whatever it was. And, like, he started getting himself out there like that. He actually started investing, investing into yourself. Besides social media and, like, sponsors, ads and everything believe me those are great like they're a great tool in this generation and everything but investing into yourself is another great strategy i know a lot of artists know that and they'll agree with it and i'm talking about you know i'm not just talking about like make yourself some cds mixtapes and shirts and all that too you know that's great but shit man go on a little you know go on a little uh mixtape demo tour you know no one's gonna know who you are but they're gonna know who you are when you're out there you know spreading your music you know it's kind of like it's kind of like you know you, you're getting that work so you gotta go you know go move it around to your your plugs that you have in these certain cities and those plugs are just gonna get a little bigger and bigger every time you come back with product because you're gonna keep them happy so you know i think with that people should i think should invest into yourselves and just get out there do that footwork do that fucking go back to the uh to the basics yeah oh that's true man yeah no doubt now this is a little controversial right here man i know you know like g and all you being like from uh down south and la you know what i mean like drummer and uh, emc uh they you know what i mean like this sort of shit you know what i mean with 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 south side and whatnot i know you guys have done shows in other places that you know what i mean are not too fond of the south side uh like <laughs> has there been any conflict you know what i mean due to that you know, this is probably going to trip out a lot of people right now because, you know, there's obviously been previous, you know, artists from, from the Southland that have gone up there and whatever it was. But to be honest with you, bro, what, I don't know what it is, but there it's all love. Like, we went to San Francisco, Fresno. I even, me and EMC, we even did his tour in Oakland. 
And like, it was, it was honestly all love, bro. Like, you know, like, you know, they were respectful. I mean, like there was, there was probably, there was, you know, there was a few, you know, natives from that area up there that went to the shows and they respectfully, you know, you know, said, Hey, straight up, we respect this man. He's got some shit to say and we're here to support him. And I'm like, uh, that's dope. Shit. Hell yeah. What's up? Like, okay, cool. So you know, but you know, obviously you have you know, you know everyone else that's you know not too fond of it. But you know they don't they don't they don't you know just, there hasn't been no controversy like that. You know, like you know, shit. Everything everything's just been good, man. Just well. And I hope it stays that way too, man. Cause uh, you know what I mean. I mean, I see, I see, uh, you know, I mean, AK-47 boys and, you know, G and, and all them, I see them prospering way more, you know what I mean, than what they have already, so, you know what I mean, big ups for them, you know what I mean, but, uh, now, as an artist manager and, uh, tour manager, what would you say is the hardest part of that job? Man, I mean, event, event coordinating, you know, like, itself, it just kind of, like, just tells you a lot about what you have to do as a tour manager, you know, as far as basically you got to be there before the doors open, you got to make sure that green room's cool. So, so the artist is situated, everybody's comfortable. So we're not there standing last minute, like, you know, like, like, you know, like just out there last minute, just standing around. Um, we want to make sure the sound is good. We want to make sure his vocals, provo uh, you know, uh, you know, his vocals, you know, sound good while performing and everything. We want to make sure security is on tight, on point. There's only, you know, you know, people not coming in and out. Um, you know, making sure that security's happy, the fans are happy, they're not, the fans are waiting too long. Uh, make sure everyone that got a ticket, you know, gets in, you know, there's no hassles. I mean, there's, there's like a lot, you know, that, that comes to like a big checklist that your artist goes on stage and does his thing, you know, so we could have a very successful show. But you know that doesn't always happen. Most of the time, it is a piece of cake and a walk in a walk in the park because the promoters or the venues who are putting the show together, that um, like you know they've they already have the experience, you know, and they're on point, they're ahead of the game. So like like so it just varies, man. But uh, we we've had you know we've we've been lucky to have successful tours and maybe like. Maybe like out of the whole tour, uh, maybe there'll be like you know, three, four out of ten things that go wrong and they're minor. Okay, for sure, for sure. Now, um, how do you yourself manage like for self discipline on um, when you're taking up more than one job at once? You know, what I mean, like you're doing, you're working on on like an event and you're trying to promote the uh, another event at the same time or things get complicated how do you manage that self-discipline to like keep going uh, i mean it's tough bro because i think the most i think the most shows are like we promoted in a week was like three like we had like back to back and you know it's not that easy because like it's just like you know like I mean, like, you, you know, when, you, when you're promoting on one thing, like, you, you're trying to, like, focus on that one thing. But when you got three things going at once, like, you're answering to, like, three different phone calls at the same time, pretty much, because everybody wants to know about the tickets. Everybody wants to know about the ages. Everybody wants to know who's coming, uh, what time they're going on, what time doors open, blah, blah, blah. So it's like, instead of, like, getting 20 questions, that's about one show, you're getting maybe, like, 
you know, like 80 to 100 ask for like, you know, these three shows. But I mean, honestly, bro, it just, it's all about patience. Patience is the number one key. And it's just all about not losing your cool, just keeping it calm, uh, brief and simple. You know what I mean? When it comes to like trying to uh, get things going and then, you know, not, not only do you got like people asking questions, but like you got to make sure, you know, uh, the venues are still intact, uh, and then so certain other things if you got to go sell tickets for these three events well the way i would do it is i would just set up locations on different days for whatever events it is in that in, in those areas so i mean yeah it, it comes it comes with a lot a little bit more but you know as long as you stay you know calm and steady and collective like you'll be great and you'll just ride it out smooth all right man cool for sure man now um i'm gonna get into some um I call it hip hoppreneur questions, which is like business, you know what I mean, productivity type of a uh, quick, you know what I mean, answered quest uh, questions. So if you can just answer with a quick, you know what I mean, instant, whatever comes to your mind type of shit, you know what I mean. So okay. uh, like, what motivates you in the day to day, and what inspires you? The fans every day asking, uh, when is it coming to this city? When is it coming to this? And we're excited to come here, and 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 all this and that. All right. What would you say are the top three skills needed to be a great all-around business person? Communication, communication, um, establishment, and um, I'd say, oh man, um, I mean, I don't know, thermomay marketing or. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, marketing is a big one too, man. Marketing is a big, big topic. What have been some of your failures and what have you learned from them? Man, some of the failures, um, man, I guess some of the failures would be like jumping into, jumping into, uh, certain situations, not thought so too quickly, but just because of the hype, like that type of shit, just, you know, kind of like it it could either go good or bad. It's a gambling. And that's something that I kind of learned. Like I should, you know, study a little bit more before I make a decision or whatever it is. All right. How do you deal with procrastination? I, I, I try to stay I try to stay on task by just removing myself from distractions that I know for a fact. It's kinda like, you know, somebody just hits you up like, yo, let's do this and that. All right, cool, yeah, yeah, for sure. Like those type of things I just try, you know, just like dissing myself for a little bit so I can stay focused and just stay on this one plan. So Alright. So you as an artist manager, uh, you you have like all these ideas running through your mind of how to make things better and whatnot. How long do you stick to an idea before you give it up? Huh. That's a, that's a, see, that's a good question because like when it, when it comes, cause like, it, it's kind of like this, like, you know, when it comes to an idea I have, I'll sit on it for possibly like, I'll sit on it. But like, when it comes to an idea, like when it really catches my attention, I'll, I'll grab it and and usually I'll ride for it for like a couple months and like it'll still be kind of steady. But some other ones, like when it comes to like a somewhat great idea that I believe it is, but you know I want to get someone else's opinion. So then like it just kind of goes from there. Like you kind of give that food for thought. But most of the time when it's a great idea that I catch on to, I'll hold it on for like about like two months or so, and then from there I'll see where we're at and then see if I still want to proceed with that or not. All right. 
Now, per day, uh, how many productive hours a day do you invest in your work? It varies. I mean, I've I've honestly had, you know, I mean, I've I've had like the kind of normal like, you know, uh, by the by the eight type shift in the day, um, but it, it mostly comes. A, Sometimes it's a seasonal thing, but sometimes, yeah, I have a good, like, you know, six to eight hour day just going on emails, DMs, uh, just trying to, like, you know, answer back to whatever it is that I could. And, yeah, I mean, because, yeah, sometimes you just never know, man. Like, one deal can last a couple hours, another deal can last a couple days to a week. And then, you know, and sometimes I have, like, you know, six deals I'm working with at a time in a day. Now, if you had a chance to go back in time, what would you change, if anything? Yeah, you know what's fine. Right, this is this is cool, man. All right, so look, um, and it's funny because like I recently I thought about this like a year ago. Like I kind of started like paying more attention to this, and kind of like being oh cool, like what's that, man? If I could change anything, I probably would have focused on being a producer. Okay. Yeah, making beats, you know what I mean? Making music, like, I probably would have focused on being a producer. Like, I think that shit's tired. So, do you make beats in your spare time? Oh, no, no, hell no. Maybe, like, maybe, like, in my head, like, no, I just fuck around, but... <laughs> no, no, I, I, don't, I'm, I don't think... I don't even think I'll even, like, proceed with that. Like, I'm just gonna stick to where I'm at, you know? Like, this, this is, like, my natural habitat, and this is where... This is where just where I'm at. But, yeah, if I were to change anything, I'd probably be a producer. All right. Now you married? No, I'm single, man. I almost got married. I'll put, it, I'll put that out there. I almost got married. Any kids? Yeah, I have a daughter. She's six years old. Now, how has all this affected your family life? Like with your daughter, you know what I mean? Your your brother and sister and whatnot? Started ups and downs. I mean, I'm a, I am a single, I am an only child. Uh, but when I started like the promoting thing, like independently and everything, um, you know, a lot of doubts, you know, just like, oh, you're wasting your money, you're doing this and that, blah, blah. But at the same time, um, I also had a nine to five job. Like before promoting everything, uh, I've been a, I've been a, a registered uh, CNA at, at my local hospital. And I was, and, you know, I've been doing that for about like eight, eight, nine years or so. But, um, you know, when I started with the promoting thing, like, there was just a lot of doubts, man. Like, I mean, honestly, my homies had my back, you know, because they were the ones helping me push tickets. Like, like the homies from the hood and everything, they were the ones helping me push tickets. They were the ones showing up to the show and bringing everyone to come through. But, like, family-wise, it took, it took time away from family. Uh, not, you know, not so much as much as it is now because it's really picked up. But it was just, like, a lot of doubts, a lot of controversies. And, but until it started getting to this level... A lot of a lot of demeanors has changed. And a lot of people have changed. It's more kind of like, oh, like you know, like they're convinced now that oh shit, like oh okay, cool, like like you, you cool now, like you, like you good. So I mean, but you know, other than that though, when I am on the road, I miss I miss my daughter. I try to FaceTime her when I can, you know, and uh, you know, yeah, I always I always look forward to coming back home to the family. But other than that, yeah, they got my back at the end of the day. That's cool, man. Super dope, man. Now, um, now, of course, you would say that you're not the same person you used to be like when you were barely on the grind, right? 
So like, yeah. what exact or any experience, any particular experience that has molded you to be the person you are now? Honestly, I think, I think going on tour um, built the hunger and my ambition a lot more, and it it definitely uh, opened my eyes to a wider, just a wider vision, you know, with like a bigger mission. So it's kind of like how I was feeling when I first started promoting, like, all right, cool, like, I see it this way, so, damn, like, it's gonna go like this, like, big, like, super big. But now that, like, G took me on tour, you know, and I got no one to thank but him for that, like, that really helped me open my eyes a lot more to life, and, like, like damn, like, it just, you know, build my ambition a lot more, so it's like, damn, that's a lot more now. And so, like, now, we, we did the U.S. tour, now I'm ready for the world tour. Like, you know, bro, like, yeah, we're on beast mode right now. Like, I'm hungry. Uh, Yeah, you got to stay hungry, man. You got to stay hungry. Now, what is one of your greatest fears, and how do you you think that you would manage it, or how are you managing it? Honestly, bro, like, like, fears, I don't, I don't really fear much. Like, like, when it comes to, like, (laughs) you know, like, I don't know, when it comes (laughs) to this, it's just, like, I don't fear much because, like, in a way, it's kind of like you always got to – I think everyone – I think everyone kind of builds a backup plan, like, as they go. Like, they don't plan it. It just starts happening. I, mean, I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Like, me, like, you know, backup plans just, you know, started coming along as, as this started getting, you know, a little bigger, a little whatnot. But, I, man, like – I have no fear in this because I have the most confident in our team. Like, every year we just come stronger and stronger with a whole new level that we set, like a whole new bar. And, uh, yeah, I just yeah, I just don't think that, that we got this, man. All right, man. All right, it's a couple more, bro. Just hang on. <laughs> uh, uh, let's get it. All right, man. Uh, give me one of your the best advice that you've ever gotten. One of the best advice i ever gotten, I think... Just had to be, you know, stay consistent, you know, repetition, uh, familiarity, because familiarity breeds uh, friendships, friendships breed, friendships, relationships breed friendships, and friendships uh, breed teams, and, and teams win games, and that's something that, you know, a local mentor, I could say, told me that he was running with Janiza, shout out to him. And, uh, you know, he, he gave me, you know, like pretty much my first advice when I first started doing, uh, started getting more into this. And, uh, you know, from then I kind of carried that on with me. And so, I mean, yeah, it's kind of like one of like the best, biggest little advice I got from him. I mean, to like other people, it may just like, like mean, like, you know, whatever it is to them. But like to me, like the way like we, we, you know, we sat down, we talked, and, you know, like I say, he's a mentor and everything, so the way he was just talking to me, it's just like, you know, like, I felt like, I felt like that strength, you feel me? Like, I felt that strength to, to take it on with me. Okay. For sure, man. Last question, man. This is, uh, I don't know, some people say, like, they trip out on this one, but, uh, so if you were to wake up tomorrow and find yourself starting from scratch, like, step one, you still had the uh, knowledge that you have now, but no one, you knew no one in the business. What would you do in the next seven days? I would, 
if I knew no one in the business, I would, I'd probably, um, what would I do, man? It's kind of like, like putting yourself in the shoes of someone that's beginning or like just decided yeah, to, to become what you are now. Yeah. Okay. You know what? I know what I would do. I would go find a location that... I would probably, you know, I'd probably work with a budget, whatever it is I had, you know, and I would, I would, I would make an event happen with that. Like, I literally think I, I would, I would find a venue, I would, uh, try talk to, like, local shops, local, uh, businesses in the area, have them come fund, have them come sponsor, and, you know, and I would just spread, like, this huge marketing between these local businesses within the city because who else doesn't come together more than your own community when it comes to helping each other out so i think that's something that will do to build something back up right yeah for sure man super dope man yo i want to thank you bro for being on the show and you know what i mean just sharing with us your experiences and your, your ups and downs and whatnot man Big shout out to um, AK47 Boys, Drummer, EMC, King Little G, and Angela Costa. Man, I hope you guys prosper to the fullest, man. More than what you have so far. And, man, thanks for everything, bro. And, um, hey, thank, hey, thank you, bro. I really got appreciate you for this interview, man. Like, I really appreciate you. I mean, like, we working out here, you know what I mean? So, yeah, man, I really appreciate it, man. I hope to see you soon, brother. Yeah, bro. Uh, any shout outs before we, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I want to give a, I want to give a shout out to my boy uh, King Lil G. First off, you know what I mean, and the whole AK Forty Seven Squad, EMC, I have Costa Drummer Boy. Uh, I want to give a shout out to to all the homies back in the eight hundred five. Uh, to my boy Hybrid, about to get out soon. That's the road up. My boy Casper has been riding with me at the knockout shows, and of course to the fucking to the homegirl, lovely Miss Anna Love, for always coming through with all the shows. She's been clutch. Hey, for sure, man. Much love to all, to you and yours, bro. And uh, for as for the hip hop spot, yo, this is Brown checking out for this episode of the hip hop spot. You were just on the show with Brown and Anthony Rare Breed Alvarado. Yo, that's right, hip hop. Hell yeah, AK47 boys, we out here. And Twizy.AK47, that's my Instagram. All right, for sure, bro. Have a good night, bro. All right, brother. You too, man. All right, thanks. You had just been tuned in to another episode of that Hip Hop Spot podcast. Me, I'm the host, Brown96, checking out for today's episode. Tune in to the next episode every single Monday, and I'll try to stay as consistent as I can. You know, everyone has their own thing, but, um, you know, I'm just a human being, you know, just like you, and trying to get things cracking, too. All right, till next time.